Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show on this Thursday morning. Eagerly anticipating, look, Wolf, before we get to our next guest, whether KD plays tomorrow or not, I'm eagerly anticipating a Suns game because it's been over a week. And we're we're at that point where I just want to watch the Suns play and see how this team comes together. Uh, Our next guest is uh, very familiar to Suns fans. He is joining us from Jersey. It is Flex from Jersey joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Flex, what's going on, man? What's up, my brothers? How y'all doing? I'm doing okay, man. Flex, thanks for joining us. Really do appreciate it. When do you think Kevin Durant is going to make his debut as a Phoenix Sun? Uh, yeah, Wolf, man, um, I, I, I think it's going to be Wednesday. I, I do think it's going to be Wednesday against Charlotte. Um, you know, my conversations before the All-Star break, after the Kevin Durant trade went through, there was always an expectation that he would be back after the All-Star break, um, although no one wanted to pinpoint a date. Um, and that's because, you know how it is, you play pro ball, Wolf, you know how this goes, right? You got to test things out, you got to err on the side of caution. And uh, you got to look at both sides, player safety and what's right for the team. You got to look at the, the long-term picture. And so there was never a clear date. But what I will say is there's a kind of a quirk in, this, in the schedule um, where the Suns play Friday, they play Sunday, and then they don't play again for another two days until Wednesday. And so I think that had a lot to do with the calculus of this. You look at it and you say, hey, we could potentially give Kevin an extra two weeks by sacrificing two games. Mm. And if you can give a guy with a sprained MCL, talking to a father who's dealt with a son who blew out his ACL and, and, and sprained the MCL first game back, uh, two weeks is, is a big deal when you're talking about an MCL sprain. So I think it was just smart on both ends. So I think he will be back Wednesday. Good show. Talking to uh, Flex from Jersey. Flex, let's, <laughs> let's take a step back here. You were, you were the first person I remember even floating the idea of Kevin Durant to the Suns <laughs> way back in the summer. And you never guaranteed that it was going to happen, but you were the first person that really got me believing like this, there's something legit to this, whether it happened in the summer or midseason or this upcoming summer. And then everything quieted down and the Nets looked like they were fine. And you always kind of know Kyrie's a ticking time bomb. But when did things flip for you in the season where you're like, no, this is this is like back on for real now? Um, so, I mean, if I'm being truly transparent, I, I, I kind of never put it down completely, even during the summer, Luke, because the people I, were talk- I was talking to in Brooklyn, um, I knew that the summertime was very real. And I knew that this was more of the Nets – last-ditch effort to try to get Kevin to come back. And to give Kevin credit, he was a good soldier. But he made it very clear in the summer, I'll come back and I'll be a good soldier. But the minute something goes left, you have to do right by me now. And where I want to be is Phoenix. And and I was told that in the summer. Now, we, we fast-forward a little bit, and what I always had in my mind during the season was the Kyrie Irving uh, extension date and the trade deadline. Mm. Because – I had been hearing for a long time that that was going nowhere. And so the Nets were risking the asset by trying to keep him if they went past the deadline and, and lose him for nothing in free agency. And so that's where I, I kind of quietly was like, okay, I know this is going to happen. I just don't know when. And, yeah, when Kyrie uh, requested the trade and we knew that he was gone, I think things started to heat up tremendously from that point. So, Flex, can you tell us a little bit about the buyout market and what you're hearing in regard to a possible Phoenix Suns and a veteran player that might get bought out? 
Um, I mean, listen, right now they're poke, they're kicking the tires on a, a bunch of things right now. But um, I, I will say this. Last conversation I had, they're pretty comfortable where they are right now. Um, I think they're going to kick the tires on, you know, a, a, a plethora of options because there are still I, – I, I still believe there's opportunities that people don't know are going to be opportunities yet, Wolf. Um, you know, there are players that are still negotiating certain things that – you know, for lack of better words, uh, you, you can't say something until that happens. But no. um, I will say that they are kicking their tires on a couple players, and there is a chance that there could be one more player coming along. Um, but who that is right now can go uh, a plethora of ways. I, I like to think it could be another front court or another wing guy. Um, but I do think that they're also looking at the point guard market for protection for Chris Paul and, and campaign. So there's just a lot of stuff going on. And I think it'd be unfair for me to try to narrow it down to just mm-hmm. one or two guys at this point. Talking to uh, to Flex from Jersey on the Arizona Sports Line. Flex, just a, a side note, since you're out there, you're, you're right there by Brooklyn. Are they going to be good to Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson? Like we haven't let those guys go yet in this city emotionally. Now I already made the phone calls, man. I already, I already <laughs> talked to all my guys out there, man. I said, I said, Mikel and Cam, the twins, that's family, man. So we gotta, we gotta treat them well. And and I'm gonna tell you what, I'm out here. I have a lot of connections around that 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 organization, that city, and uh, they love Mikel and Cam. They're thrilled. Um, I told them they would be, and and selfishly, I am too, because I'm I'm a low key Brooklyn Nets fan right now. I, I I'm gonna watch every Brooklyn game before the Suns games. I typically do that anyway, but um, I'm a little bit more invested now because I want those kids to succeed. Um, they did everything right in Phoenix, and uh, and I'm big fans of both those young men. So on and off the court, fantastic people, and uh, they, they're, they're going to be taken care of out here in Brooklyn, I promise you. So, Flex, when you talk to some of the analysts that are out there, when you talk to some of the industry insiders that you do right now, how much of a foregone conclusion is it? Do they think the Suns are going to win the West, and what kind of a <laughs> foregone conclusion is that? I tell you what, the conversations I'm having uh, change like the weather, Wolf. <laughs> so, so you know, there, I have conversations with people that, you know, are pretty pretty realistic in a sense, and they say, hey, you know, uh, there's not too many teams with the firepower that the Phoenix Suns have offensively with that dynamic four of Devin mm-hmm. Booker, Chris Paul, KD, and Aiton. Um, and then, you know, you'll have the guys that will say, hey, I'm a little bit concerned with the depth of the team because mm-hmm. of what they gave up. And I'm a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit, torn on that one because I'm saying, you know, listen, we gave up Mikel and Cam, but we're not done with the buyout market. The Suns aren't done with the buyout market. And, you, you know, you did add Kevin Durant. You did add T.J. Warren and Darius Baisley and Terrence Ross and potentially another buyout. And last time I checked, you know, five is more than two when it comes to rotation guys and potential guys that could be in the rotation. I don't count Jay and Dario as actual pieces that we lost because neither one of those guys were really heavy rotation guys. One was wasn't even with the team. And so the consensus I'm getting to answer your question, Wolf, what I've been long-winded is uh, <laughs> a lot of people believe the Phoenix Suns are right where they need to be in the driver's seat to come out the Western Conference and contend for a championship right now and potentially for years to come. And so you got to make the deal. That's why you make the deal to keep yourself in that conversation. And, again, the people I'm talking to, they like the chances of the Suns getting this together in the last 22 games. Flex, the, the buzz around this team since KD got here for the fan base is is unlike anything you, you ever see. I mean, just to attend his press conference last week, there was a, a line out the door uh, at at, uh, at Footprint Center 
What is it, it, do you think, around the actual players? Like, Devin Booker's given us a little bit of, like, okay, it's different when a guy like KD walks in there. That's greatness. You know, this is not just you traded for a good player. This is you traded for an all-time great. And this was already a good team. How do you think that impacts the guys on the team? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's Kevin Durant, man. It's Kevin Durant. And when that guy walks in your locker room, he demands respect. He, he's, he's, he's a basketball savant. You know what I mean? He's one of the best to ever do it. And so, um, yeah, this is, you know, it's a, it's a great thing because I heard Monty make a comment the other day. He said, you know, the rest of the team has two guys to look up to now in Chris Paul and Kevin Durant. Um, and that's a fact. You know, that entire team now has two first battle Hall of Famers to look up to. The irony and the beauty of this is that both those individuals came to Phoenix to play with Devin Booker. And so that tells you a lot about Devin Booker. And that tells you a lot about the character, the player, the individual that Devin Booker is. And so um, I think, you know, what I'm hearing is there's there's a lot of excitement, but there's a lot of uh, respect and admiration at the same time. And so um, this is is a a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generational type uh, trade acquisition. And so it's going to take some people. I, I believe that even Devin Booker, if you gave him truth serum right now, will still tell you, hey, it's not going to kick in until we jump ball and I pass the ball, you know, to the Slim Reaper, number 35. I think that's when it's going to get real. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, anticipation and, and all going around because, uh, again, it's Kevin Durant. Well, Flex, we appreciate all you do, man. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll talk to you again soon, all right? Thank you, buddy. Luke. Luke Wolf, love you guys. Appreciate y'all, man. Right Thank on, you. man. Appreciate it. That's uh, it's Flex from Jersey checking in right there. As I tell you, <laughs> the the he he's, always brings the energy. Just love it, man. He's tapped in. But but to talk to him in July when it was like I mean, he really never wavered. But when everybody's like, seriously, Kevin Durant is that like a real thing? Yeah. To here we are in February yeah. and he's on the team. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs>